0: I'm your host, Adrian Giraldi, and today we have another guest for Testimony Time. This guest is a co-host of mine. She's been on this episode before, so yeah, you'll be familiar with her. So yeah, let's get into it. We're back with another testimony time. And again, it's uh, an opportunity for somebody to come on here to be vulnerable and share their story. And hopefully um, you guys can get something from it. Uh, A lot of my guests have been cradle Catholics, but soon and eventually we will get more like converts and stuff like that. It'll be really awesome. But today, my guest is a co-host of my other podcast called Off the World. It's my uh, comedy banter podcast with with her and then i also have she's also been on this podcast before last season talking about music she's currently in san antonio texas this is one of my best friends tanya macias welcome
1: hey what's up everyone
0: um you sound like you're like about to say what's up doc and i was gonna judge you for that
1: no no i'm good thanks
0: oh, okay <laughs> so okay. tanya and i tanya and i like i said have this uh um, i've talked about it before off the world are like our more lighthearted, comedic podcast um where we just go on and we banter and we talk about things and um we we have been on fire recently so go check off, off the world and um
1: ah boom. <laughs> Sorry. We got a guest caller. The client, sorry. Parents. And
0: let and, and that was them. Great. That Thanks was, for coming on. That
1: was my parents. Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Tanya used to live in um used to live in Lakeland. That's kind of how we met.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but now she currently lives in San Antonio, Texas. I do. Where she w- works for a really popular company.
1: Yeah, it's a big company. Um, I will not divulge that. Disclosed information.
0: it. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, she's where ro- she's a big ro- big time roller nowadays. She'll just get that from her. So. know um, what? Tell you're ready to share? you're a big time roller. Mm,
1: I don't. I wouldn't say that, but. <laughs> but thank you for the compliment but uh definitely not um anyways I was like in
0: this in this time of quarant- uh, quarantine and self uh self-quarantining and social distancing uh your company is going to be the one-on-ones that are you know still running strong i think
1: so. they are going strong Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. we had to bring a so whole y- like desktop Like the whole thing with us to work from home. That's weird. Anyways.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy times. Crazy times. How, uh, besides this working from home junk and having to do all that stuff that you did yesterday, um, to do that, how are you dealing with this virus pandemic thing?
1: Um, Honestly, like, it hasn't hit me because I haven't been working from home. So I've been, like, right. going to work normally. And the only thing that has been affected just... It started, like, Wednesday where, like, we couldn't go anywhere. Um, right. But so I haven't really had to, like, deal with that. Actually, I take it back. Um, masses were have been canceled for... Last week, mass- masses were canceled, so I didn't think that that would affect me so much. But I think uh, I tuned into Rachel and Jason, Rachel and Rachel Bullman's, Jason Bullman's. They had like a ho- happy, not happy, holy hour, <laughs> uh, a holy <laughs> hour uh, yesterday with uh, with a priest. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember like looking up at the because I had my computer uh, like with the Instagram story like hooked up to my. Co- in my TV and I just remember like looking up at the Eucharist and I just told Jesus like I miss you
0: oh yeah Um it's a yeah it's it's a, it was awesome I saw like it's about 70 people or 60-70 people were on there the entire time on that live stream yeah and um, very powerful now you wouldn't know but it's just crazy everything is going down for me it's like I've been working from home for like half of the week last week, mm-hmm. we got like you know we sent home like abruptly, um, and then but then Bishop was like come back and the parish staff will be in the office, um, but I think he's going to be reconsidering that, and we're going to still stay from home, so um, but as of right now we're going back to back to the office on Monday, so that will be interesting. Gotcha. But, um, so yeah, prayers for that. It's just a crazy situation, but regardless we're going on as normal we're going to uh continue the podcast next week i'll be talking about you know this whole quarantine quarantine and um social distancing and covid 19 business on that podcast by myself and uh just going to share a reflection or two on it so yeah we'll talk it out there but here today we're, we're here for Tanya's story. um Ooh. tanya how did we meet um can't, you <laughs> tell your side, I'll tell my side.
1: Uh we met uh, at S- Rachel Bullman's house. Um, she right. led a she leads a group um, called the School of Humanity and right. I was brand new to Florida. Um, mm-hmm. didn't have any friends. Um was <laughs> this 2017
0: or 2018 20
1: no 20 2018 2018. Um, and I I had been going for about like two or three weeks now, uh, to School of Humanity, and then in comes this guy with like a rain jacket on or some sort of windbreaker, and he had it like sipped all the way to like the top, and he was just sitting there and he was really quiet. But Rachel had been commenting about how like he was he was gonna be late because you know all Filipinos are late all the time. Um, <laughs> I was like, Who is this dude? Um, and uh, that's about, that's what, that's how I, what I remember meeting you, like, and I, and then yeah. you, did, you didn't talk to me for a, until for a while. Um,
0: yeah, I was, how I, how I remember it is that I remember like, oh yeah, there's a new person who emailed me. Rachel was like introducing the fact that this random girl emailed her about, about coming to school of humanity, and she's like, "Yeah." come And she's like, "Can you just text me?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "Yeah, just come through my come through my garage."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: At this time, that was and an odd
1: experience. Let me just tell you, going through a stranger's <laughs> house for the first time, going in through the garage, and being like, "All right, sure."
0: Hello. Like low key, she's you're like, "You." I'm surprised you trusted her. Um. The turn, you know, not to find out she was, like, good thing that she wasn't, like, a crazy person, you know?
1: Well, it was recommended by someone that um, led a YCP event. So it wasn't, like... So it wasn't okay. like someone random on the street was like, hey, Rachel Bullman leads this, like, group. Like, it wasn't someone <laughs> on <off> the street. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like, come, little girl, to Rachel Bullman. Like, no, it wasn't like trenchcoat, that. Like, right, trenchcoat. Right. coat and everything. <laughs> Do you want to go to a young adult group, a little lady? Like, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> um, it, was, it was someone that, like, presented, like, at a, like a young Catholic professional's event. And she talked right, about yeah. uh, how she used Who to be part it? of... Uh, Amanda Livermore. Um, and how she, u- she used to live in Lakeland. Um, okay. And she was like, yeah, I used to lead this group along, or I used to be part of this group, young adult group. And I think Rachel Bullman still um, has it out there in Lakeland. And I was like, oh, I live in Lakeland, because this was an event in Orlando. Um, yeah. So then, like, I, like, stalked her after the event. And I was like, oh, my gosh, where is it? Can I have their information? How do I go to this event? <clears throat> And then, yeah.
0: There you are. Right. And the reason why I, wanted, I started talking to you, well, it was weird because she went from the, this new girl, you went from being this new girl <laughs> to, like, picking up her dry cleaners, it would seem like to be in, like, two weeks. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. what the heck? Who is this girl? And why is she picking up Rachel's dry cleaning? Like
1: <laughs> That was, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so it just seemed like it happened like that. And then, I don't know if that's before or after, I started... Um, I asked you about your nine rounds like stuff Mm -hmm. because I nine round is a like a a box, a kickboxing like workout, which is like nine rounds, 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minute workout. And it's really cool. I did it before I came here. And, you know, I was like when I did it, I was like talking to everybody about it. And then when I saw you come in once with like a nine round backpack and then a nine round water bottle, I was like, (gasps) she goes to nine round. There's a nine round around here. Oh yeah, there is a nine round around here. And I was like, no, 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 I won't. That's, that's weird. I won't talk to her like that. And then like the next week you had another, another nine round thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to her about that. I'm like, So you go to nine round.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I was like no. Yeah. Uh, cause I think at the time I was like very consistent cause there wasn't a whole lot to do in my life. So I was, I was being yeah. very consistent with like going to work, going to work out and then going to the school of humanity or like eating and then going to the school of humanity
0: right that's that's what um that's how I remember meeting you and stuff and little did I know we were going to become best friends and have a podcast a couple of years later yeah
1: it all happened so fast I I it met really did. I met some of my best friends now in that group so it's, it's true cray cray
0: yeah people people who are like um mm. like uh outside of like from college it's like mm-hmm. oh Adrian has to have an uh, like a doesn't like has a new friends and it's just like so normal for him. I was like, no, this is like, so like out of the ordinary right now. Like this doesn't happen to everybody. I'm like gifted to have to have right. such great friends in college and then great friends out of college that I met. And, you know, it's just fun when those worlds collide. So right. it's really awesome. Um, But yeah, so like we do these, these things to kind of share, you know, like the idea of vulnerability. Like I say all, all the time, every month we do these, Uh, Just give us somebody a chance to share their story, to be vulnerable, um, because I love C.S. Lewis's quote, to love at all is to be vulnerable. And uh, these are opportunities for the guests to kind of share their heart and hopefully um, it touches you in some way. So today um, we're going to start with Tanya's testimony, right? Um, Were you born and raised Catholic?
1: I was. I was born and raised Catholic. Um my parents, um but weird enough, like I didn't go like my first memories of going to church were like very sporadic. like we would go like like one Sunday, every I don't know a month or two uh here and there. I mean we would go mm. for the main you know events like christmas church uh, easter and and all of that, but we would just sporadically oh. go throughout the year. And this was when I was, before I did my first communion. Um, And then. Did
0: you do your first communion here in America or? Mexico. Mexico.
1: Yeah, I was in Mexico uh, at the time. I lived in Mexico for the first 11 years of my life uh, in Ciudad Juarez. So um, everyone was, you know, culturally Catholic. Um, At school, like, you were weird if you were Christian. Like, that was that was oh,
0: like, uh, like
1: like, non, like non-catholic non non-catholic christian yeah, yeah. that sounded right. weird yeah so if you were like just <laughs> and you went to like that one weird christian church like that that's what it well that's what it was like, well, i'm not saying that yeah, christians are yeah. weird now but yeah that's how it was <laughs> that's how it was then um way to and, save yourself right yeah no that's how it was in mexico you know yeah, like, yeah. no
0: no um, definitely definitely I
1: and um then I, I did my I, I started the process of doing my first communion and part of the program in Mexico it was like you the parents had to go to a meeting. Um, at
0: the same time you were at, at the meeting. same
1: time I was like going to class like they had to go to class that's and good. I had to go to class, yeah. Wow, that's um, great. And then that's what really reignited my parents' faith, and so after my first communion, my parents got really. Wow, relieved. that's
0: so great! I love to hear that. Yeah. Because that's what we're trying to do with our parents, and they're like, "Why am I coming It's for my kid. I've done this already."
1: Right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure my parents mumbled and grumbled at, at first, but um, yeah. after after they they went through through it and. Um, they, like, got super involved. So we were doing, like, all the church things. Um, I was involved in the groups, like, as a kid. I was an altar server as a young child. Um, like, right. we were in it. Like, we were in it to win it. And I was, like, yeah. I loved I loved my going to church um, after um, I did my first communion. And I was, like, yeah, like, this is so cool. Um, but I think, like, I still had a very naive uh way of thinking about God it was still like this this giant person in the sky yeah. that um I need to follow the rules in order for mm. him to like me um
0: mm. yeah
1: and so I was very like anti-Halloween I remember that I was very anti-Halloween when I was little like <laughs> <Really>? yeah <laughs> like i drew like signs like oh halloween is evil and blah blah, blah. i would just oh not um, <laughs> because again it was like this this whole idea that you know um you had to follow the rules and if you didn't then you went to hell kind of thing it was like right, right, kind right. of mentality um and then when we moved to the states everything changed um for the better uh i would say not at first Okay. Um, but then it was for the better. Um, okay, So we moved to the states when I was eleven. So I was like right in the throes of like being a preteen and um, mm. <laughs> and like starting middle school and all of this oh, stuff yeah, fun. And it was and then I was trying to figure out how to be like a like a like a person. And then also <laughs> trying to figure out how to like be American because um, I was oh, like, right, yeah, and, and so like that culture shock just came at me because again I was surrounded by Catholics the whole time, right? But when we moved to the states, it was like like diversity, like shock, just like people yeah. of all creeds, people of all color, because in Mexico they were just Mexicans and then maybe just one random white guy. Um <laughs> uh but Rating other than that or something. <laughs> right yeah like are you lost no, i'm just kidding uh, uh we were on the border so it made sense that there yeah. would be like some random white people there but um mm-hmm. but yeah it was just like a total shock and then like my family and i were like looking for a church cuz that's what we need like we knew that we needed to go like get involved and like be be at the same level that we were in Mexico uh, but right. church is very different in Mexico than it is here, um, right. I can't really like put into words like how, uh, but it just it just feels different. Um,
0: like like how different.
1: So at my parish in Mexico, we were used to like being friends with the priest. Like we were, we were like super tight. Like we would have like our priest over for dinner for for lunch. Like they were, like they would just like hang out with us, and they were like. Um, just available. Um, uh, and, um, like, we were good friends with them. And then here, the priests seemed kind of, like, very distant. Um, and yeah. um, I don't know. It was just that, that, that aspect was weird. Um, I tried youth group uh, for a bit mm-hmm. uh, in middle school. And um, I was like, ah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I went a couple of times um, to uh, like this big parish. And again, like yeah. the the sizes of parishes are like. Um, so would
0: you say that the the um, like church in the Catholic Church in Mexico is more on fire, more dedicated than the church here in America?
1: At least where I was, yes. Um, now I don't That's know. Right. Um, like, at least, like the Paris that I went to, it was very alive, very, very on fire. Um, the community was just very, um, yeah, very, very passionate. Um, we all knew each other. Um, it was more homey because, in general, like the, the Hispanic culture is very welcoming. Very, like you know we're gonna we're gonna do a potluck and we're gonna do this and we're gonna not even a potluck like hey we're gonna invite you over for dinner we're gonna cook don't bring anything and we're like oh cool um, so it's just it was right. just like a culture thing where like um, here in the states uh, in a mostly Anglo community um, there's mm-hmm. not that that warmth not that they're bad people but it's just like a different culture um, yeah
0: it's a whole different vibe
1: Right. Um, and it took some time to adjust to that vibe. Um, and it wasn't until high school where I actually kind of reignited my faith life. Um, right. And it was all because I had this one really annoying friend that found out that I was Catholic.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Were you hiding um, it?
1: Um, I wasn't. I just didn't like um, actually my like mantra in like. I think, like, starting, like, eighth grade and freshman year of high school was, like, yeah, I'm Catholic, but, like, I'm not that Catholic. Um, that was, like, that's, yeah, what I, like that, the rela- that's what I would say.
0: Mine was, like, I'm Catholic, but if you believe in that, like, yeah that's good for you, like, relativistic kind of mentality.
1: Right, like, yeah, exactly. Your, like, your
0: truth is your truth, my truth is mine.
1: Yeah, I was very when much, like... When you die, like, you'll
0: see Buddha. <laughs>
1: sorry. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was like, you know, I'm Catholic, but like not that Catholic. So like I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Uh it's basically what I was trying to get uh across. Like, I'm cool. Like don't think just because I'm Catholic I'm, cool, I'm yeah.
0: not cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So I love everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh and it's true, like I still love everybody, but I am Catholic. <laughs>
0: period. <laughs> <laughs> um, and period. And
1: period, yeah. Um so um, and, 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 again, in high school, I had a friend that found out that I was Catholic, and she was like, oh, you need to come to, like, our youth group. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Thanks, fam. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, at the time, I was, like, very involved. I was in, like, the ROTC program, right. uh, the junior ROTC program. And, like, I was doing mm-hmm. so great, and that's what kind of took my, like, extracurricular Place like I, I would just stay after school and do all of the drills, and they were like, "Oh man, like if you continue this path, like you're gonna be like the commander by the time that you're the senior in high school." And I was like, "Yes, this is what I want. Let's go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah." Um, and then go as fight a, win. And then as a sophomore, that my I think my sophomore year was when she discovered that I was Catholic. Uh, uh-huh. And she, like, continued to knack me. And by this time, I was a sophomore in high school. I was already, like, a commander of, like, one of the units uh, of the extracurricular wow. portion. Um, yeah. And it was, like, not often that, like, a sophomore would be in charge of that kind of stuff. So, like, I right. was feeling I was feeling pretty dang great. I was like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. Let's go. This is my <laughs> priority. Uh, nothing else. School and ROTC. Uh <laughs> And then again, this friend just kept insisting, 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 insisting. Uh, I, at some point, I was like, "Look, fine. If I go to one of these things, will you just leave me alone?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'll pick you up." And I was like, "Okay."
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> was she like a, older than you, or? Uh,
1: no, she was my age. Um,
0: oh, I guess I guess at that time you can drive, right? Yeah, that.
1: yeah. I didn't drive. I didn't drive till I was eighteen because I was lazy as heck. So.
0: Well, I, I didn't drive till I was 18 because my parents didn't want me to drive until I was 18. Oh
1: no, I, I don't and I don't think like my parents ne- understand understood the process really of how to get a driver's license here. Um, right. And I was also right. like, meh, not a priority. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, um, she she picks me up and we go to this um her youth group which was another parish that we had started to go to, because um, there were there's there's like there's a lot of churches in Houston um right so then we just so we I went to the youth group and I remember going into this room where with like a bunch of like what seemed like weird people um
0: (laughs) (laughs) why were they weird Tanya they
1: were just like happy and I was like what even are they doing like do like what are they doing differently? Like they're just happy and they're yeah. like they're okay with being themselves. Like is what I got yeah. from it. And I was like, this is weird, because um, you know in school you like put up a you put up a front and right. whatever. But these people weren't putting up any fronts. They were just being themselves. So right. you um,
0: can you can take you can see when people are being genuine. Right. And you know and it just really I just remember that same that same imagery in my in my head of like this it's now my friend's w- uh, wife mm-hmm. and we went to Steubenville just to s- kind of simulate like the same feeling of like seeing someone being super joyful. Right. Um, it was at Steubenville and she was one of the college, like, I guess not all college, uh, college, not all Steubenville's have like college helpers called mercy crew, Mm -hmm. but in Steubenville, Florida we did. And this girl with this pixie cut, had this green pool noodle and was just like super spirited, super joyful, and you can tell she wasn't doing that just because she was there. Right, like you can tell that she had some joy, some passion for the Lord that was like or some some sort of passion, and what it was is just like a mystery. And now yeah. you know, fast forward, how many years later, and my friends get mar- my friend got married to her. So, right, really funny. That's cool. Yeah. So it's just it just you know you can tell when somebody's being genuine, and so. And it's weird at first, like, what do they have that I don't, because I kind of want it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so it took, like, one time to go there, because we used to do this thing. Uh, so the, the youth minister there, um, shout out to Brian Lennox, like, because I think that was, like, a really huge turning point um, because of the type of group that he was leading. Um so we would like all gather like in this like main room, and we like like everyone was kind of like saying hi, and I was kind of being introduced uh, by by my friend. Like, oh hey, look! And I saw some other people from my school that were there. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and um, I was I was surprised. I was like, ah, I didn't know you came here. Um, but then um, he was like, all right, it's time to go to like the light room, and I was like, the light room, okay. So then we would all go into like this like darker room with like some candles. Uh, Hashtag environment Am I right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So like a separate room uh, And like we're all sitting down And and, um, Brian is like okay like This is our time to pray And really reflect on this week And where we have seen the light of Christ Um, Nice And so like people would go around And say like where they saw uh, The light of Christ In like their week And like a person And something that happened to them Um, And I was like whoa This is kind of cool Um, Yeah, and then we went into um, the Bible study, like the lifetime, um, the the Bible timeline. That's what it was with Mark Hart.
0: Oh, right, Uh, yeah. And
1: then they like they all had like these cool little bracelets. Uh, yeah. with uh, with like the beads and stuff and the time
0: like, frames yeah. yeah
1: and so I was like, oh cool, I want one of those and so like
0: the red is the Davidic covenant <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so um, yeah after that I started going to it was called light the group was called light um, okay. I uh, got, like, super involved. Like, it went from zero to 100. Actually, like, it pretty much mimics, like, what happened with the School of Humanity happened with light. Uh, Because all of a sudden, like, I wasn't there. And then, like, the next day or two, like, I was always there. (laughs) Um,
0: So you just, just, it's just a tendency in your life to go from...
1: Zero to 100,
0: yeah. Not involved to... Like the the commander of like the right, group, right? Right? Like. Yeah, exactly. It's like
1: an all in. Like if I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like it's I even I even got like so at the end of the year they would give like awards to people and stuff. So at the end of like my right. sophomore year, I got uh, an award that was called like uh, from out of left field award. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good oh my gosh, I should do that (laughs) yeah I want to do that in my ministry now
1: yeah so I got the from out of left field award and I was like yeah you came you literally came from out of left field and then got super involved and then yeah and that's when my faith like really took off um I actually um (laughs) ROTC suffered because like I was super into church (laughs) and then like my aspirations to be like the commander weren't like as big i was like oh whatever i wasn't the just so you know i wasn't the commander by the time i was a senior Uh, i did have like a Uh, high position in the like chain of command but i wasn't like at the top but i was fine with that jesus took over yeah jesus was like hey you there's there's better things
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really cool to hear like The fact that your start of your faith journey didn't start at a retreat or something like that. Because oftentimes, um, you know, in in faith journeys and those who were born and raised Catholic, it took that one retreat Mm -hmm. to be the introductory point to the faith. But it was just regular, like, youth group, like, Mm -hmm. the regular meetings that got you interested. Right. And that's something that's refreshing for myself as a youth minister to hear. Mm -hmm. Because, like, where does... Where do teens have their moment nowadays? My teen my my moment was um their conversion moment rather. Where was their what was their where's their moment gonna happen? Mine was at a retreat, a lot of other people's were at a retreat, so yeah, focus on this retreat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's so much beauty in the ordinary youth group meetings and, and youth nights where mm-hmm. um, where we can do ministry there too and it's just like not giving up on those. Um, yeah. And not taking those for granted, especially right now where we have to do them online. So.
1: Right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, don't get me really wrong. Cool. Like retreats were like, uh, like solidified like my faith, but it wasn't like that yeah. moment of like, ah, Jesus, because um, that's how it goes. Ah, Jesus. Um, <laughs>
0: uh.
1: Ah, Jesus. Yeah.
0: It's like falling. Oh, Oh, Jesus.
1: Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Except you never fall uh, because he's there to pick you up. Hey.
0: Right. The only time you fall is when you fall for him. Uh, Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You want more bad lines like that? Go (laughs) to Off the World Podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're chock full of them.
0: Yep. So, um. Anyway, so this this is the beginning. Um, how did this change the rest of, like, your high school life? Um, um, or the rest of your life, really, college and everything?
1: Yeah, well, like I said, so before it was, like, I'm Catholic, but I'm not that Catholic. After, like, I got involved, like, <laughs> if I could have, like, waved a papal flag in high school, <laughs> like, I would have. <laughs> Um, I definitely would have. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I beca- Like, again, zero to 100, right?
0: Um, so was, was Texas also, like, a very <laughs> Christian Catholic area or It was not? a
1: very Christian uh, area. Uh, but we also, like, there were a lot of Muslims. There weren't a whole lot of Jewish people. I don't think I met, like, a Jewish person in high school. Uh, it was mainly, like, Christians, either Christian uh, or uh, Muslim.
0: Right. That's him. so funny. Yeah. So, and then you went to college at Texas A&M.
1: Whoop. Gig'em. and gig um, right. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I mean, Saint, uh, so te- I went to Texas A&M, but basically, I, I basically uh, attended the, the University of St. Mary's Catholic Center. <laughs> 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 because I spent about 50 to 75% of my time at St. Mary's. Uh, which yeah. was very detrimental to my studies, but I but I graduated, so that's all that matters, baby. Let's go. And you got a job, yeah. And I have a job, and I've been employed for the past five years. Sporadically, there's a time of, of not, but hey, we got through it. Let's go.
0: Hey, thank hey God. <laughs> right? Yeah, praise praise God. Praise
1: God. Uh, but so yeah,
0: what what? How did that change your lifetime? Yeah, like, uh, what what happened there in Texas that?
1: Oh, my gosh. What didn't happen? First of all, anyone who is an Aggie Catholic um, and was, like, involved at St. Mary's will know that, like, the spirit is, like, very alive there. Like, it's just... That's awesome. You can't... I can't describe it because there's just... You just feel it when you enter uh, St. Mary's. And um, it starts with a beautiful liturgy. Like, um, Mm -hmm. the... Uh, the Sunday masses are absolutely beautiful. Um, Easter Vigil at St. Mary's is probably one of the best Easter, the best Easter Vigil that I've ever been to. Um, mm. uh, shout out to Mike Masticek, who's the music minister there, um, right. and he, I mean, like he has mass parts that he wrote specifically for A and um, He, wow. like, it's just, it's just such a community on fire, um, and. Uh, like I got super involved. Like I said, I got super involved. Um, I worked there. I volunteered there. I helped out there. Like <laughs> I was you some there. Of like your best friends there, right? Yeah, yeah, I met some of my best friends there. Um, Texas. If you've listened to our off the world, Texas Lauren, I mentioned a lot. Texas Lauren. I met Texas Lauren at A and uh, Some of my friends from uh, high school that went that like also went to A and um, like. We were still like there and like super involved and super close. And uh, my That's roommates, awesome. uh, my the last two years of my uh, college life, they're like some of my best friends now. Um, and we all met like at Saint Mary's, um, and so wow. it was just it was just such a great time uh, with like very limited responsibility. Uh uh which at the, at the time you don't realize that you're like oh my gosh like our college life is so hard dude like tests but then yeah. like you go over to like your friend's house and you're there until three in the morning and then you wake up at 5 <sighs> without a care in the world. <laughs>
0: ah to be young and Wait, in college. to be young again.
1: Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but but it was such a it was such a great time. Um such a great community. Um and you're just in this bubble, right? You're in this bubble and you're like, "Oh my gosh, everything is so great and wonderful." And then you graduate right. and you leave this bubble and you're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> What is real life? That wasn't real life? That this is <laughs> real life and it sucks. Like I yeah. want to go back to this bubble. Um,
0: yeah. It's same. Same with Ave. Ave was like was Catholic Disney World. Yeah. Um, well, um, Ave Maria University. You
1: guys are Disneyland. We're Disney World. We'll just say that.
0: Oh, okay. That's fine. Right. No, it, no, I, I agree. I mean, ours was like a little, like literally, bubble in the middle of a swamp, um, and it was designed like a cart, like a like the cartwheel design, just like Disney was mm-hmm. to kind of like, um, not emulate it, but like it works. Right. Um. And. It's like a bunch of Catholics like you'll see like golf carts like the sh- long stretch golf carts full of kids and they're from the same family like <laughs> going awesome. driving their golf cart home from 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 Donahue um, and it's just it's just so um, like, it's a whole different world because you think that, you know, oh, you're learning how to, to live as a Catholic in this world. And mm-hmm. then you realize, oh, my gosh, living as a Catholic in this world is a lot. It looks a lot different yeah. than looking like a student at a Catholic university. Yeah, Like there's a lot more adversity that comes with being a Catholic in this world mm-hmm. that being in that bubble. Right. Didn't show me. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but it's like it solidified me to know, like, I'm not going to fall for this. Yeah. You know, and. um yeah but it's just such a cool like if you're in college please do your, like please i know right now you can't but get involved in your catholic campus ministry if you have focus missionaries if you have saint paul uh, saint paul outreach missionaries if there's like religious at your um college like i like this is what like you are this is you're at this prime time where people leave the church Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't get involved or, you know, people they don't feel like reached out to or the parents stop, you know, stop telling them they need to go to mass and you'd make that decision. But like if you're interested, if you're listening, that means like you're already trying. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, do yourself a favor. And if you want to go deeper, <laughs> go meet a missionary that's on campus or go mm-hmm. meet one of your campus ministers on campus or your cam- like whoever's on campus. There's something there. Trust mm-hmm. me. And Even though you feel like there might not be there is. And I guarantee it will change your life. Yes, you'll meet some of your best friends, probably going to be at your wedding or your ordination someday.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Did you have religious at Texas A and M?
1: We sure did. Uh, we had the Apostles of the Interior Life. Um, oh, what's that? That's a uh, those are sisters um, okay. from from Italy, um, but Italy. but since like. A and M was such a like huge hub for like recruiting priests and religious life. Uh, <laughs> like it was that's I, that's what it is. It it, it, it is what it is. Uh, so we had we constantly had like different orders uh, of both like priests, priests and uh, religious sisters. Um, one of the greatest uh, gifts that I remember, uh, which is um, of, of like. Like, That's why being an anime was so cool because you were just exposed to so many different orders. But, like, my favorite one, and if I and if my calling had been to be a religious sister, uh, this probably would have been my order the daughters of St. Paul. Um, oh. they uh they came and like I just remember hanging out with them. We went to play laser tag with them, um, and then uh one of the sisters like invited me to have dinner with them one day. Um, that's and, awesome. and they were like totally like because my My view of religious sisters were was very like strict because that's what was I was exposed to in like Mexico, and so seeing this like sisters in habits because the sisters of the uh, the apostles of the interior life um are don't wear habits, um, Mm. just in regular clothes because their mission is to, uh, to be in the world. so, mm. um, so yeah, these sisters um, were in habits, but, like, they were totally cool and totally fun. Uh, one of my spiritual directors, um, th- what, what I discovered that, like, spiritual direction was a thing, one. And then, two, like, became my spiritual director. Her name was Sister Margaret Michael. Um, and she's, like, this mm. cool, like, New Yorker uh, with, like, the thick New York accent. And um, I don't know. She was just so cool, radiated so much joy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. like. Yeah. They're so cool. So, again, like A and M Catholic Disney World, like there's no place like it.
0: That's so great. I had a so my guidance counselor mm-hmm. um, was a uh, was a Dominican sister because mm-hmm. they had we had some Dominican sisters there at um, at Ave um, while I was there. They left after I left, um, but I remember when I first got like, oh, it's your guidance counselor? And I saw that SR dot in front of Sir Mansky and I was like Sir her- Sir Hermansky, who's like who is this like so I'm expecting like this like I've never heard that you know prefix before mm-hmm. um, so like okay I'm I'm expecting some bold man that's a sir that's accomplished maybe a little old <laughs> and then I go in and like I'm looking at her around her office it's like a three person office mm-hmm. you know so I'm like looking around trying to find who who it is and then and then I just see a, like a, a religious sister is like um, who are you looking for? I was like, uh, Sir Mansky. And she's like, oh, that's me. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> my head, was like, sister. sister,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, that was like my first exposition to like, and, and she was great. She was like my guidance counselor throughout the entire time. She's so offspoken and well-spoken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, then she actually taught me, I think two classes, as well and that was awesome nice she was just such a great person she taught me sacraments oh she was so good at that she was so good at that anyway um so life after college then how did it look like what did it look like
1: it was rough it's still a little rough no it's not rough i wouldn't say that we live in hope right um (laughs) (laughs) Um, But definitely the first two years out of college was um, a giant shock. Um, Right. And um, what I've seen in my, like, faith journey is, like, I just see, like, this, like, if you imagine, like, a line going up towards heaven, right? Right. And then, like, whenever you start off your faith, you, like... Take a little dip here and there, but it's like little, and then you like come back up, and you, it's like a little bit higher, like than it was before. So you keep going up. It's like vertical line up, vertical.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, vertical line. Yeah, whatever. It, it's that's pointing up.
0: Upwards. <laughs> yeah, upwards.
1: Upwards uh, and onwards. Upwards. Yeah, yeah, but with an incline. Slope. Yes. Incline. Y, y, y over x over y. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> x, math.
0: X. equals m x plus b.
1: Y equals m x plus b. That's what is that it is. What said? You said X equals MX plus B. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, you're on this slope, right? And so right. Um, the falls at the beginning are a little, like, just f- shorter, and then you get back mm-hmm. up. But as you get older, I've seen in my, at least my own life that, like, my dips are a lot <laughs> lower. Um, yeah. But then also the rise or the, the slope <laughs> is a lot steeper. Once I get past, like, the very deep. so
0: Low points.
1: Yeah, so the low points get lower and the high points get higher. because Do you
0: think that just comes as a maturity of your faith and understanding of things?
1: I think so. I think that's what it is. Um, Because you
0: start to feel more and understand more, and things that may have not mean so much to you when you're younger means a lot more now?
1: um, Yeah, I think so. I think it's also um, just... You know, you gain a lot more responsibilities as an adult um, right, yeah. and y- your, your, bur- your, your, your burdens are a lot bigger. Um,
0: yeah, right. Um, they have, carry more weight.
1: Yeah, they carry more weight um, and they can weigh you down a lot more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so right. the first two years I worked for a media company. And um, being a media company entailed that um, again, all sorts of people uh, worked there. Um, right. And I got caught up in the um, uh, like materialistic portion of life. Um, right. And I could see myself, Fall deeper. And I was also trying to numb a couple of issues that I had going on um, at the time, uh, just with like dealing with like leaving college and like being back at my parents' house and like all the stuff that just kind of compiled. Um, And I was trying to numb that with alcohol. Um, Mm -hmm. And so some of my biggest low points in my life were like in those two years um, when I got out of college because I. Didn't have a community, a solid community. Um, I didn't right. uh, know how to... Like, from be, from going to, like, where faith is, like, super great and it's and it's so readily available and everything, coming to Houston, right. like, it's still readily available, but you have to look for it. It's not just, like, in your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it took two years for me to kind of realize that I was in this, like, very low point in my life. Uh, and I actually went to, like, an encounter, uh, uh, an adult conference, uh, Catholic conference, like a Steubenville conference. It's called an encounter in Houston. Um, and I think it was, like, the very first one that they did. Oh, really? Yeah, um, for adults. Um,
0: Is that Door Ministries?
1: Uh, yeah, with Adore in Steubenville. Adore um, in Steubenville. Okay. Yeah. And so I went to the very first one, and I just remember, like, because some of my friend, I went with some of my friends. Uh, I just remember telling him, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, um, like something has to change. Um, and then Jesus, being the the all knowing God that He is, He uh, presented me with an opportunity to uh, ch- switch jobs. Um, mm. So I went from working in media to working as a youth minister. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so a youth <laughs> minister for a year and a half ish. Um, and that. 16 to 17? Six, 16. Yeah. 16 ish to like 17, 18 ish. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it kind of. So that transition, that year, I really needed that year where I was like, mm-hmm. I, it kind of helped me recenter my life and God being like, hey, do you remember what's important? <laughs> and I was like, Right, you. You're important. And I need Ooh. you. Cause for the first two years of my life I was like, Hey God, I got this. Uh, like I'm okay. I I can take care of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I I'm a grown up now, so I can take care of this. I can
0: take care of myself. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was the right. attitude that I had. And Jesus was over there like face palming like every day of, of my life. <laughs> Um,
0: like laughing maybe yeah
1: just like facepalm like ah oh, tanya i love you but
0: <sighs> silly goose <laughs>
1: yeah um and so um so that year and a half of youth ministry like really helped me uh just i don't know just prepare it 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 actually was like a huge preparation for me to go to florida um right and for all of the like Growth that I was supposed to have in Florida without that year as a youth minister, mm-hmm. I think I would have, it would have been a really bad experience if I had gone to Florida, like right out of,
0: after. Right, right after, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, because um, like after those two years, or like during those two years, I just wanted to run away. I was like, I want to go somewhere else. I want to go like work in New York, work in Miami, work like in California, <laughs> like whatever. But none, none of that came through. Uh, and and um, okay, I still love I still talk to some of my teens And I love them to death uh, Or former teens I should say They're in college now <laughs> um, Wow Yeah um, And then um, uh, When moving to Florida Like that Completely like Changed my life Or It, it No I it didn't change my life It just like Helped me become more Of who I'm supposed to be become more of me.
0: I hope you understand, return rather, returning back to your identity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of identity finding, um, which, Mm uh, I think, um, if I had known that, um, I was a beloved daughter of God and like actually like known that, um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have struggled as much leaving college um yeah and i think that's, that's one nice. of the biggest things that uh, i want to make sure that everyone that's either leaving college or um you know at a at a transition period of their lives um if they understand their belovedness and like who they are it'll help in any transition possible mm-hmm. um because whenever i move from A M to to being an adult and you know, like a a working adult. Um, like, my identity was so rooted in temporary things. So I was like, I'm an Aggie. I'm a student. I'm uh, in this organization. I'm in this organization. Like, that was like, that's what I held on right. to for my identity. And so whenever I moved, right. it was like, I am a worker. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and it's like, on. like, And I, I was basing my identity on the things that I was doing. Um, but yeah. that's not that's not what your identity it is. Um, and uh, I recently gave a talk. I was fortunate enough to, like, give, like, a snippet. Unfortunately, the retreat was kind of... A lot of things happened at this retreat in order for us to just give, like, little snippets of uh, talks. But um, yeah. I went... My One of the campus ministers in, at A&M asked me to come back and give a talk to, like, the seniors uh, to be part of, right. like... Uh, like, a be a small group leader at... A retreat but that is the, what my talk was going to be about it's like knowing your identity uh, so yeah
0: so that's you know that's funny because i might my next question was going to be what is your advice or thing you would say to people who struggled in similar ways that you might be you might have struggled and uh i think that's beautifully spoken Um, to know who you are as a beloved daughter as a beloved son Mm -hmm. uh before anything else um and that that should come first and foremost and that's i mean sounds cheesy you probably heard it thousands of times before but Mm -hmm. doesn't make it untrue you know yeah isn't just strip away from its uh truth and um and knowing that is sometimes and understanding that is sometimes going to be one of the hardest things yeah. to come to terms with. I mean, it um, took me
1: and I mean, I'm not a hundred percent rooted in like my belovedness. Cause if that were the case, then I would be like a completely different person, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a saint. Um, and, uh but, um, I think, uh, it took me 27 years to, uh, Come to an understanding, and to be able to say the phrase "I am a beloved daughter of God" without like any hesitation, without any like like I'm a beloved daughter of God. Like I don't say it through gritted teeth anymore. Um,
0: right.
1: And I owe that. I mean, to the 27 years of life that I've led, because <laughs> it's come yeah. to that point. But I also um, is is a lot of obviously God, but also. Uh, Rachel Bowman's like spir- spiritual direction um and also like you and like the friends that I made in in Florida like I was able to I am able mm. to say that because of the friendships and like everyone that I hold dear to my heart from Florida
0: mm.
1: so I am about to start crying um, <laughs> <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> um so, um, yeah, oh, I thank um, the people that um, are in Florida for, for that, for the fact that I'm able to say I'm a beloved daughter of God. And also all of my friends that have had an impact, a positive impact in my life. Um,
0: right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Whew. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: That's good. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if I've teared up this much or cried this much on the <laughs> podcast yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've cried on the podcast yet. So this is a first for me, good too. Good
0: job, Tanya. Good yeah. job. You did it.
1: I did it. <laughs> did it.
0: Wow. Um, yeah, so. it's, um, it's, it's a hard thing. And so don't give yourself some time to yeah. kind of sit with that and not... Get too hard on yourself if you can't come to the understanding of it, because I mean, if you like Tanya said, if you fully did understand it, um, you would be you know you'd be living life a lot different, right? And um, I mean, it took took myself, it took Tanya years just to get the initial idea of like. I am a beloved son. I am a beloved daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, years—twenty some years—you know—for both of us to kind of get to that conclude, like to that initial conclusion. Right. Now that's now that it, it it requires further understanding and further practicing of that identity right. to kind of really come to that. And, yeah. And you may never get to that full understanding until you know your your lifetime. Exactly. Um, because if you did, you would become a saint. Right. Uh, no. And like and and not to say that's in, unintangible because, you know,
1: there have been people that something done it.
0: Yeah, and you might be that person, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but don't do it out of pride. <laughs> like don't try to <laughs> right. do that, like accomplish that like, right. out of pride. It's like I'm going to be the first one to do it. <laughs>
1: You're right. Yeah, no. Right. Um,
0: so that's yeah. great, man. Holy shoot. Yeah. Uh, way to go.
1: I know, right? I didn't didn't see that going that direction, but um, here we are. Um, But yeah, just. screen
0: cap that part.
1: Know that that you are a beloved daughter of God or beloved son of God. Um, And if you struggle saying that phrase, dig deeper into that uh, because there is healing that needs to take place in order for you to say that statement. Without hurting, without not believing it, without stumbling. so dig deeper right. whenever you say that. What, what, is, what comes to mind, what comes to the top like um, because I mean for me for the longest time is like it was like I'm it, it was just a, a bunch of different things, but yeah, just make sure you, you, you pray with that and bring it to the Lord and saying, "I can't say this. why can't I say this?" Um yeah. and then once you get to the point where you can say it um then it's like every time you um and I, and I, and I've started this practice a little bit um every time I like find myself in despair or in or believing some sort of lie about myself um then mm-hmm. I I come back to the I'm a beloved daughter of God but why did I why did I believe that for a while and so it's just like a, yeah. a way to like keep growing and keep getting deeper um, into who you are and becoming more of who you are supposed to be Uh, because you're constantly becoming more of who you you are supposed to be. You don't, you don't just get to a point where you're like, cool, I'm done. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's just some additional advice.
0: That's awesome. And there's another thing that you can pray with. I did with this program that I'm doing right now. And I'm just trying to find it real quick. Mm-hmm. It's oh. called Rise. Go for it.
1: Um, also, read Life of the Beloved by Henry. N- oh, N- oh
0: my gosh, yes. Henry N-
1: Newman Noman Hin- Nowen. Nowin, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Henry Nowen. Yeah, read Life of Henry the Beloved. Henry Nouwen.
0: We just rated our young adult group with Rachel Bowman, and it was gut wrenching, yeah, to say the least. Well, and not it, I mean like not to say that you're not gonna be able to. Handle it, but it's like it was very, very beautiful.
1: It holds a mirror um, to yourself, and then you're like, "Oh, hey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's me."
1: That <laughs> it me, <laughs> um,
0: it me, hi me. Hi, um, sorry.
1: Yeah. So um, definitely yeah. read that. Um, I wish I could yeah. buy a copy for all seniors transitioning from college to um, yeah real
0: life, but read it. I'm going to, I'm probably doing that for my seniors that go to college. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's this other reflection I wanted to share, kind of similar to this idea of knowing your identity. Um, there's this, you know, the, 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 is it St. Paul Corinthians? Uh, love is patient, love is kind, Mm -hmm. love is not jealous. So this, uh, program called rise for men, um, it's like this 30-day program that i'm doing for lent um and it's like an, every day there's a challenge every day there's a video christophanic about you know knowing yourself as a brother knowing yourself as a spouse knowing yourself as a son um like one of the best lines in here is like before you can be a father you have to know you, you have to um have to be a son and you know it's something that i've heard before but it's just like in the way that the video and how the Things and it just like it just hits you really, um in a, in a in a different light, and then there's this one challenge I think in one of the days earlier days it was, you know change the uh this take this uh, scripture from Saint Paul, this letter from Saint Paul, and uh, replace, um, oh here I'll read it, um, place your name in the classic meditation on love from Saint Paul. Um, so example, Adrian is patient Adrian is kind Adrian is not jealous Adrian is not pompous Adrian is not inflated Adrian is not rude Adrian doesn't seek his own interests Adrian is not quick-tempered And Adrian does not bro- broad over injury And then you just kind of ask yourself How did that feel? You know? If you're feeling uh, a knee-jerk response Say, no, it ain't me That ain't me Nah, no, sir. Um, remember that this is your identity as the Father's calling you to. Um, say it again loud and proud and ra- rise to your true identity to become who you are born to be. You know, and it was just like, I remember, like, doing that, and I was just like, heck no, I'm not any of these things. And besides, maybe kind, but I'm not that patient. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I am quick-tempered. <laughs> like, so, like, all these things, like, um, it's just it's just a really cool thing to kind of sit and reflect, and I don't know if we take enough time to sit and reflect on things as much as we should anymore. So, yeah, sit with that your identity as a beloved son and daughter. Sit with that and pray with both of those things, and pray with the Saint Paul's First Corinthians. Um, let me see if I can find it. First uh, uh, Corinthians, thirteen, four to six. So do that anyway. Yeah if you ever wanted to start a podcast today is the day go to anchor.fm to get started it's a they have a free app on the app store and it has all the creation tools you need that allows you to record edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer this app and your cell phone is literally the only thing you need to start a podcast use the microphone on your phone record a voicemail upload it to anchor and that's it anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more uh you can make money on through your podcast with no minimum listenership and like i said everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on the anchor app so go to anchor.fm to get started or download the free anchor app in your app store again anchor.fm to get started or download the free anchor app from your store and we hope that you join the podcast world let's go
1: um, I think I also forgot like a pivotal point of my faith life too. <laughs> I just oh, remember. Ha- Add it here. Um so in the like after the two years of working for Univision and then becoming a youth minister, because I was I became a youth minister, I had the time to walk the Camino. Um
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, how did yeah. you forget that?
1: I don't even know. Um but it was an experience that really just it, it it challenged me physically, mentally, spiritually.
0: And so, if you don't know what the Camino is, it's called the Camino de Santiago. Um, right, and go on for further explain.
1: Um, it it's basically a pilgrimage that was made by Saint by uh by this king in St. James. Well, it wasn't Saint James, like his body. Oh, it's, like it's, it's Saint body, James yeah. was buried. Like was buried at in the Santiago. Yeah. And so people would walk. Uh, this is the Apostle St. So James, one of the original
0: yeah. 12.
1: Um, and so yeah. people would walk to his tomb, um, and now it's like a famous pilgrimage across Spain. Um, and I went with two of my best, best friends. Apparently I have a lot of best friends. Um, two of my best friends uh, at the time. And... Um, yeah, I, uh, um, it was, I, I can do like a whole podcast on like the Camino and we can do that later. But uh, <laughs> it was just that, that because, I, again, because I was a youth minister, because I had the time, I was able to do that. And that, again, prepared me to go to Florida to, to, to prepare, prepared me to be like the more of me. Anyways, there's that right, snippet.
0: That's awesome. So, praise God. Thank you for sharing your heart um, with us and uh, making me cry for the first time on this podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's my first time crying on a podcast, too, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not crying of laughter like usual on our podcast. Right, right, that's right. We
1: have cried of laughter, (laughs) but it hasn't been crying because... I mean, it's happy tears, you know?
0: It's happy tears. It's beautiful tears. It's like, you know... It's like Rachel Bullman tears, you know?
1: It's Rachel Bullman tears. That Bulman is a tears. good way to say it. Rachel Bullman tears. <laughs> Rachel Bullman, if you're listening, I love you. And I love Jason yeah. Bullman and I love your family. The end.
0: Okay. Oh, I love you too. Well, I love them too.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying.
0: I'm not returning the love back for them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like on their behalf. Like I mean, I, I love you too, Adrian.
1: It's okay. Like, <laughs> 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 I'll say it back. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys um, if you want to follow Tanya please go follow her if you want to talk to her more you can follow her at teamacias 2014 on Instagram right
1: mm-hmm. That's so my I'll have that
0: in the, um, I'll put that in the description on the show, the show notes and stuff you can follow myself on Instagram at it's only Adrian um, you can follow the podcast at living ardently And then if you want to listen to our other podcast, I'm going to leave a little quick snippet right here uh, for you to kind of get a glimpse of to what off the world is. You kind of saw a little bit of our how we interacted in the beginning of the podcast and throughout this podcast. But you should just hear some stuff from that's ridiculous. And hear that is
1: If this coronavirus is teaching us something is to wash our hands with water and soap every single time we use the bathroom. And or
0: just like what even when you don't need to.
1: And, and, you know, before we eat and, you know, after you sneeze, maybe do dab on a little hand sanitizer. And
0: people need to learn how to sneeze correctly, too. Like, yeah, this, 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 this whole, like, going away from the crowd and sneezing from ev- away from everybody is not sneezing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how I became the prince of a to town called Baird <laughs> Hey, West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> On the playground, as where I spent most money. Chillin' <laughs> <laughs> out, Max, and relax the home. When I was some bee. <laughs> When <laughs> a couple of guys, Super went up to no good. Started making trouble with my I got a wall and a fight and my mom got scared. She said, "Tell you're moving with your and uncle, Bella. Oh my god, that was amazing And we're back, okay? So, if you. So if you want to listen to that stuff, go ahead and uh, follow Off the World Podcast on Instagram, or you can just look up Off the World um, on Spotify, on Apple, everywhere. Just as much as you are able to find, Living Ardently. wherever you're fi- able to find Living Ardently, you'll be able to find Off the World. And yeah, it's it's a it's a while. If you just want some lighthearted laughter and banter from two best friends, you'll enjoy it. Yes. Um. And. If you want to email um, us, uh, Living Ardently, you can email us at livingardentlypod at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us about anything, if you want to guest on the podcast, you want to share their testimony, if you want to just collab with some things, if you want to help with, you know, anything, just hit us up on the g- Gmail or you can just send it into direct messages on Instagram. I'm down for anything. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave a review and a rating. It helps us get the podcast out to more people. Um, And if you're on Spotify or Google or anywhere else, just make sure you subscribe so you get notifications every time we are posting a podcast. Um, We might be posting more because of this whole pandemic thing. So we'll see. We'll find out. Any last words, Tanya? Uh,
1: No. uh, Stay rooted in your identity of beloved child of God and... uh Keep on keeping on.
0: Keep on keeping on. All right, guys. This is great. I hope you guys enjoyed this testimony. Please, if you did enjoy, say hi to Tanya or something. Love her and uh, chat with her if you want to know more about your identity.
1: Yeah. Send me and send me messages. DM me. Yeah. I'll talk you're,
0: to you. You're pro- you're pro- your thing is public, right?
1: Yeah, it's public.
0: So... All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope this helped you in some way, shape, or form. And until next time, keep living ardently. Peace.